Praise the Lord. What a good God. Amen. Woo. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. Did you all come to receive? All right. Now, what happens when you come to receive? You will receive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we have, uh, of course, on our services on Sunday, been over the last couple months, we've been working through some things about talking about the life of God and Amen, the abundant life, and so um, normally I would probably go there to some verses on that, but just for sake of time, I want to kind of kind of jump into this a little bit more today, a little sooner, and so uh, we're going to go to Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, praise the Lord, Hebrews chapter 12, it also was a reference I used on Wednesday uh, service, of course, talking about uh, being focused and staying focused, amen, having focused faith is what the, uh, the theme was on Wednesday night, uh, but I kind of touched on a couple things while I was uh, dealing that, and, and the more I meditated on it, the more I knew in my heart I needed to, um, need to dive into this and uh, take it wherever He wants it to go, praise the Lord, and so I'll just give you a fair warning, every time I've opened it up, it's changed, it's kind of how it works. So I knew right then that um, I have no idea how today's going to go other than it's going to be good. And if you came to receive today, you're going to leave with something. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, Hebrews chapter 12, please. We're going to uh, do the first few verses. It says, therefore, uh, we also. Everybody say, we also. Amen. We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, of course, the word witness just means one that provides evidence. And so um, what he was just talking about, chapter 11, he just let, you know, mentions all through that chapter, uh, many of our patriarchs of faith, uh, men and women of God who've uh, done things um, that basically signified or were examples of, of a people of faith and what it means to uh, believe God, trust in God, amen, by faith. And so it lists all that. Then it says, you know, that we also, right? Okay, so we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And it says, let us then lay aside every weight, any burden, those things, uh, uh, things that, are, uh, that weigh you down, bog you down, and the sin, talking about offenses, things that you, you know, you've crossed lines, done things, those things, let, let the weights and the sin which so easily ensnare us. It says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I mean, we've got a race to run. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. We have a race to run. Amen. You have a race to run. And uh, we're all called to run our race. And, of course, there are things that can, can bog you down, things that can trip you up. And, and we talked about some of those on Wednesday night. But then in verse 2, it says this, looking unto Jesus. In other words, if you want this thing to work right, you're going to have to stay focused on the right things, right? And, and it says, looking unto Jesus, right? Uh, the author or the originator and the finisher or perfecter, that word means, amen. So the originator and perfecter, the author and finisher of our faith, Amen. For uh, who, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I mean, oh, he endured the cross. And it says, for the joy that was set before him. Let me say the joy, the joy that was set before him. Thank you. Thank you. Let's try that one more time. Amen. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. So he endured the cross, even despising the shame, all that came with it, and now has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And verse 3, let's go ahead and read it, all right? 
says, for consider him. In other words, put your attention on him. Take a look at him, all right? Because why? Well, because you got things going on too. So you're going to have to keep focused on him. Why? Because he's the one that endured, right? He endured such hostility from even sinners against himself. Now, come on. Lest you become, lest you become, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Because the opportunity is there to do it. Why? Because you're dealing with things. You're facing things. You have a race to run, but you also have a cross to bear. Are you still with me? And so uh, with that, uh, you know, uh, it isn't always a fun moment. Come on. Now, I'm not here to depress anybody. That's not my point. But we all have to face things once in a while, just going along when you're dealing with people, dealing with family, dealing with uh, business, dealing with uh, health issues, all kinds of things that go on, things that we deal with. And uh, if you don't watch it, it's real easy to get uh, weary. It's real easy to get discouraged. Come on, uh, because you're dealing with things. And sometimes it may feel like uh, it's ongoing. It doesn't back up, doesn't stop. But guess what? Praise God, you still have to stay focused. You got to stay locked on to Him. All right? Now let's back up to verse 2, if we will. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him, right, He endured the cross. Now He didn't do it. Amen. Look at this. He endured the cross. Come on now. He endured the cross. How did He endure the cross? Well, because of the joy that was set before Him. Are you still with me? Well, how do you endure yours? You got to do the same thing. That's why you look to him. He's the author and the finisher of this. Amen. He's the one that originated it. He's the one that perfected it. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we consider him. Amen. He set things before him. Amen. The joy of the Lord, amen, was there. Praise God. Now, how many know the joy of the Lord isn't some, you know, fuzzy, warm, you know, emotional feeling? Now, joy will affect your feelings, but joy is a force. Amen. Come on. It's a force. The Word of God says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. His joy is your strength. Amen. The Word's real clear that the joy of the Lord, amen, is part of the fruit of the Spirit. So in other words, amen, it's what comes out of the Spirit of God. In other words, it's a spirit thing. Come on, it's a God thing. Come on, joy, amen, hallelujah. It's a constant thing. It's a force that's there to help you in the midst of weariness, in the midst of fatigue. Come on now, in the midst of, you know, whatever it is you're going through, that joy is there to help you rise above it Amen. To overcome whatever it is you're facing. Praise God. Are you still with me? Now, before we get too far into this, uh, let's, uh, uh, let's look at this. The Word said He endured a cross, okay? Even despising the shame, it says, endured the cross. Philippians 2, let's turn there. Are you doing good? Philippians 2, now my notes have already went out the window, so there you go. Philippians 2, verse... 8 says this, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now, you can't ever talk about the cross without somebody dying.
Somebody died on that cross. Are you still with me? All right, now hang on to that because, you know, the message of the cross, all right, there's a message. Scripture says the message of the cross. And him dying on that cross is only half the message. All right? Now, a lot of times when people talk about the message of the cross, they talk about all the price that Christ did. And, and you know, he came, he, he paid a price, he died, he, he uh, you know, was uh, buried, he was resurrected, he ascended into heaven, sent the Holy Ghost, and all that. We rejoice after all that, and because of all that, we do. A price was paid. Amen. Somebody died so you could live. Now, the Scriptures are clear that you've been crucified together with him. Amen. I've been crucified together with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ in me who lives. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. So because of him dying on that cross, you were able to participate and partake of a thing called life. Come on, somebody. Because of what he did and you connecting that and receiving that, praise God, is why you are now heaven bound and no longer hell bound. Somebody said, praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, uh, that's only half the message, though. All right? So let's back up here. Let's take a look at some things. Um, let's do verse 5. Says this, let this mind be in you, or this attitude, or this purpose, or this way of thinking be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of who being in the form of God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but see, made himself of no reputation. So just because he came and and and, and did all that he did doesn't doesn't mean he, you know, he gave up who he was in that sense. Are you hearing me? All right. It never changed the fact that he was the son of God. It never changed the fact, amen, that he was the, the word made flesh. Come on. So being found, or pardon me, let's see, verse 7 again, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now, he was willing to lay down his life to serve you and me, amen, to serve mankind, to lay down his life. It said even to the point of death, amen, for you and me. Now, it says we're supposed to have that same mind. We're need, we need to have that same attitude, that same way of thinking, that, that we're here to serve. And if need be, lay down our lives for one another. Listen, it, when you talk about the cross and somebody dying, it's a wonderful thing when it's not you dying. It's okay. I, I love talking about the cross as long as I don't have to die. But when we start talking about me dying... It's a, different, it's a different message now all of a sudden. It's something shifted here, right? But we have to be willing. If we're going to live the life we're called to live, we've got to be willing to serve, to lay our lives down. Come on, because he's our example. You say, well, 
That's hard to do. That's why he said you got to look to him. That's why you got you to consider him. Okay, how did he do this? How was he able to do all that? And there ain't, you know, there ain't nobody in here that's had to pay the price he did. And there ain't nobody in here asked to pay the price that he did. But you still have a cross to bear. Are you still with me? Are you with me? All right. The word cross. Touched on this just briefly with uh, the Wednesday night uh, congregation. And um, the word cross, of course, when you go in, you, you look up cross. It's, of course, it's going to give you a, a description, you know, of, of the natural cross, you know, wooden cross and what, what, it, what it is naturally. But then it says self-denial. The word, when you talk about cross, it's talking about self-denial. It's talking about exposure to death. Of course, for you and me, it's dealing with the death of self. Are you still with me? It refers to a sacrifice. Amen. A sacrifice being made, not just an offering being made. Now, I use this as, you know, kind of a funny little thing last, you know, on Wednesday. But, you know, it's the story of the pig and the chicken. And, and uh, you know, they're walking through town together. And, and they look up. And, and the church, the local church there, has got a sign out front that says, Community Breakfast. All welcome, need donations. All right, and had a list of everything that it needed. You know, it needed bacon. Of course, there ain't no real breakfast without bacon. I don't care who you are. Got to have bacon. You know, they even make deodorant now. It smells like it. Mercy. Anyway, you got to have bacon and you got to have eggs, man. You know, I don't care how you like them, over easy, scrambled, however, poached, I don't know. But, you know, bacon and eggs. And so the chicken got to thinking and said, you know what, we need to be a part of this. And the pig said, I, I think you're right, we should be a part of this. Well, let's, let's, we need to make a donation. And the pig said, well, chicken, that's easy for you to say. Because for you, it's an offering. For me, it's a sacrifice. Are you hearing me? And we're talking about bearing our cross. Amen. See, it's a sacrifice. It's easy once in a while to do an offering. I'm not making light of the offering. Praise God for the offering. Praise God for the things we do and all the time, all the things that go on. But that cross is dealing with a sacrifice. And there's a lot of people running the race but they left their cross somewhere back at home. Come on, somebody. And you got to be willing also to pick up your cross at times. Am I still with you? Or did I already lose you? Okay, with that said, let's go to uh, Luke 9, please. Luke 9. Luke 9. And I just want to bring some things out. Now, remember, we're not losing sight of we're going to come back to Hebrews 12 here in a minute. I just want to establish some things about the cross, okay? <clears throat> so we know that Jesus paid a price on the cross, but we're also supposed to have that same mind. Verse 23 of Luke 9 um, says this. Uh, we have multiple places throughout the Scriptures that talk this, but uh, uh, Luke 9 is where we're going to start here. It says, And he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, this is Jesus talking, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, everybody say deny, 
Amen. And let him deny himself. Say, Pastor, this is going to be a ser- this is going to be hard work. No, no, no. That's why you that's why you maintain joy. That's why you put stuff in front of you. Praise God. That's why you stay focused on Him. Come on, because He ain't never asking you to do anything without wanting to empower you to do it. Remember that. All right. So let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. It says in in uh, Luke's account. And follow me, he said. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. I'm talking about his own. You better say his life. All right. So anyone that desires to save your own life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. All right. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of, of him, the Son of Man, will also... Uh, will be ashamed uh, when he comes in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels. Okay, so a lot said there. Uh, but anyway, uh, verse 24, whoever desires to be saved or desires, pardon me, to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Praise God. Now, Matthew's account, I don't know if I gave him uh, this back there, but Matthew's account uh, says it this way, he who finds his life. Did I give that to you? I did. Okay. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. Okay, now I think the Amplified brings it out pretty good. Did I give you the Amplified on that one? Let's do the Amplified. Whoever finds his lower life. That's how, that's how the Amplified brings it out, kind of trying to clear what it's talking about. Who's willing, uh, whoever finds his lower life. In other words, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, I'm just trying to find myself. Well, the quickest way to do that is get rid of it. Come on. Right? There's a lot of people out there trying to find themselves. The problem is you go find your, yourself, what happens, and you end up losing it. What you compromise to gain, you ultimately lose. That's the, that's the fact. Okay? So whoever finds his lower life will lose it. What? You're going to lose the higher life. And whoever loses his lower life on my account, in other words, willing to carry your cross, amen, will find it. What? The higher life. Not, we all want the higher life. Come on. But there is no higher life without somewhere along the line at times you gotta, you got to bear your cross. you got to be willing to take up your cross. Now, it doesn't mean that every day is a miserable man trudging through, barely making it, I'm just laying down. No, no, no. There's just times, there's moments in there when the Spirit of God said, this would be a good time for you just to put your little feelings aside. This would be a good time for you to go ahead and give of yourself here when you don't feel like it. This would be a good time to you get involved even though you are insecure in who you are. This would be a good time for you to, to jump on board, help that individual, even though you feel like you're inadequate. This would be a good time for you to actually go to church. Even though you're tired. This would be a good time for you to jump on board, amen, and get involved with things that are happening. Why? Because that's what we do. Because being willing 
to lay down your life is, on, is, is, is necessary for us to bring life. If it wasn't for those willing to lay down their life, there'd be a lot of people missing out on life. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. We have to, amen, bear our cross. I don't know that I gave many more references on this, but I was thinking Matthew 10, and it, it, all, again, it talks about he who does not take his cross and follow after me, he says it this way, is not worthy of me. Luke 14 brings out that uh, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And that's pretty, that's pretty serious business. Now, I'm not trying to depress anybody. You know, the word is real clear in 1 Corinthians 1. It says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Okay? And a lot of times, you know, you read that and, and your first assumption is it's foolishness to the world who doesn't know God but to us who do know God, you know, it's, it's the power of God. And that's kind of how it reads when you first read it. But it's talking to the church. And the uh, Passion Translation, I believe it is, brings out of that verse, uh, verse, it's verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 1. It says that the message of the cross seems like sheer nonsense to those on their way to destruction. But the power of God to those on their way to salvation, and that word salvation, by the way, is sozo, soteria, or total deliverance. So the point being made is this, it's about a daily thing. I want God working in every area of my life, and sometimes in that race that I run, I need to be willing to let go and deny myself once in a while. Are you still with me? You know, years ago, one of the things that jumped in my spirit uh, that really helped me um, was just the importance of influence. And um, I don't know, it's something that just, it's, it's kind of what I eat, drink, and sleep, okay? I, I think about influence, how you can influence people, how, what's the best way to influence somebody, uh, how can we empower people, what can we do to speak something into their life that's going to change them uh, for eternity, Amen. And we have that privilege. We have that, that opportunity sitting before us to be able to do that. And so, um, you know, opportunities come, opportunities go. Uh, some people jump on opportunities. Some people let them go. Hello. Um, but, you know, what helped me um, was just the understanding that my willingness to lay down my life once in a while for the sake of others, amen, can benefit that individual and possibly their whole family. Now just hang on, because, because we're still not losing sight because of the joy set before him, he endured that cross. What did he set before him? I mean, we have, we have all kinds of you know, ideas. Most of them are going to involve you and me. Uh, you know, they sing songs about, you know, he had us on his mind when he was on the cross. And he did. I believe it's an accurate uh, assumption or probably an assumption. It's probably an accurate deal, of course. Um, but for the joy that was set before him, understanding that if I do this, it's going to benefit the planet. Life as you knew it was different after that happened, period. It was different. The whole planet was affected by it. 
by his decision. So I'm thinking to myself, that ain't no different for you and me. We got to be willing to think about beyond this moment that I feel like I'm being inconvenienced. Okay, let's back up here. Cross. The message of the cross. It's about denying self once in a while. It's about a cost. It's about a price that has to be paid. When you talk about the cross, there's nothing convenient or easy about it. Are you still with me? Now listen, I'm going to say it again. That doesn't mean that every moment of your life has to be this trudging through whatever. But you have to understand that if you're going to run this race, there have to be moments where you've got to be willing to look past inconvenience, get off of easy street, come on somebody, put yourself out there, amen, and benefit the life of another. And not just when you think you're ready or when you think it's okay or when you think it's convenient enough. Anybody hearing me? Now, aren't you glad you came out on a Sunday morning? It's about half of you on that one. That's okay. But you just have to understand that sometimes this is how it works. And so what the Spirit of God showed me was that if you can affect, like for instance, We've had the privilege over the last dozen years to go into the prison, minister in there. Um, for about 30 years, been ministering in a congregation, whether we're talking youth or talking, uh, you know, uh, being senior pastor, whatever. Um, so we're talking a lot of years of serving people. And you know what? It hasn't all been fun. Now, you guys are amazing. But it hasn't always been fun. We've had moments where it's everything but fun. There have been moments I'm thinking, nobody should ever have to go through this. There have been moments you thought, there is no way anybody else would do this. Come on. Now, that's just a whine. And whining never got anybody anywhere. So, what helped your pastor from being a whiner was the understanding that if I can affect this life, I've not only affected their life, I've affected their family. Possibly affected a community. Amen. And now with the help of internet, hallelujah, we got over 150,000 that are connecting with us in both uh, with, the, with the video and audio. I mean, we're, who knows who we're touching and affecting now, amen, and then beyond that, you think, woo, but it ain't always fun, and it ain't always easy, and it sure as heck isn't convenient. Is anybody hearing me? Now, I know a lot of you in here, you pour your guts into this, and for that, I am eternally grateful, and uh, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, you start talking about laying down your life, and sometimes we all get like Peter. We say, I'd even die for you. Because, you know, the spirit is willing. 
The flesh, not so much. Right? And so what we find out is in pressure moments, you find out that no matter how willing your spirit is, your flesh has a tendency sometimes to dominate and dictate. And Peter found that out. He said, I'd even die for you. Man, I would never deny you. He said, Peter, I'm just going to give you a heads up, son. I'm going to help you here. Before the night's up, okay, you're going to deny me three times. And just to let it know that I knew what I was talking about, there's going to be a rooster that's going to crow. And we all know the story. He didn't even get but a couple hours later. The word said that not only Peter was, they all did. They all denied him. It wasn't just Peter. They all denied him. They all ran. And uh, Peter, you know, had that moment. And, um, you know, not to depress anybody, but we've all had that moment. And, um, but I think sometimes with the awareness, sometimes, you know, it isn't really just, sometimes, you know, it just really isn't all about us. Well, nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Oh, shut up. <laughs> right? Everybody's had moments. Everybody's had pressure. Everybody has things they have to be willing to make a sacrifice for once in a while. Be willing to pick up that cross, amen, and do it even though it isn't convenient. Come on. Somebody says, I'm, I'll die for you. And then I want to say, yeah, but you, I can't even get you to put yourself, your name on a list to help. I can't even get you to honor God in your, with your substance. And I know, again, nobody in here, all them other people that didn't come today. No, we've all been guilty of this kind of stuff. The point is, is that we have to understand that that's, that whole, this whole thing applies to each and every one of us. Are you willing to pick up your cross and follow Him? Even when it, you feel like no one else knows about it. Or it's not convenient at all. It's not easy. But you do it anyway. Because it not only affects your life, it affects others. Amen. As much. Come on, somebody. And maybe even more so. Praise the Lord. Are you still with me? If you, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if I can try to jump back into these notes a little bit, Karen. Karen, put the Luke 9, 24 with the Passion uh, translation. And then we'll jump in. See, we haven't even got started with my message yet. No, no, no. Yeah. But we have a kind of a shifting gears here, all right? So verse 24 in the Passion says this, If you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will embark, I love this, you will embark on a discovery of more and more of true life. But if you choose to keep your lives from, for yourselves, you will lose what you try to keep. Are you still with me? And I've seen this. Now, I'm not here again. I don't want to, uh, you know, because, I mean, we could get on this thing, go down this road, and before you're all done, we're going to have to have an altar call. And uh, that's not my heart today. 
because the idea is to endure the cross that you have to bear to finish this thing. Because the reason most people won't do that is because they've somewhere along the line got burned, got overwhelmed, got overworked, they're fearful, insecure, all the kind of other things that can feed into the mix that maybe at one time you were just as willing as Peter was. And I have found that most people, that's the case. But you know what? I got a family to raise. Well, who the heck don't? Well, I, I, I got work to do. Well, who doesn't? I've got, I got to take care of, well, who doesn't? I feel like I'm the only one. Well, who hasn't? So that's why you got to, for the joy set before you, endure whatever it is. Endure your cross. Are you still with me? Now, let's look at this thing called joy for a minute. All right? Go back to Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, looking unto Jesus, verse 2, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Okay, joy, something set before him. The word means to lie before one's view. You set something before for you to, you're to lie uh, before one's view, put something, it means uh, to be present or of uh, to be present to the mind, to stand forth. In other words, stand it up in front of you so you can see it. But it's talking about expectation. We talked about some things about focus uh, on Wednesday, but this is dealing with some... You're putting something in front of you because if I put that in front of me, if I, got, if I got, put my expectation on that, I'm more apt to endure whatever it is. Okay? So... I, I serve at some capacity because of the lives we could touch. What you're doing, so you're putting that in front of you because if I keep that, if I, if I set that in front of me, I'm able to endure what I have to do. It helps. Still with me? So for the joy set before me, I can endure whatever it is he's asking me today. Whatever it is he's talking to me about. Whatever it is he's leading me to do. Amen. Well, that's going to take extra time. Usually does. That's going to take more, uh, more of a price on my part, more of a cost on me to do this. That's probably accurate. Um, it's, it's going to make me feel uncomfortable. Probably. It's probably going to take you out of your comfort zone. Probably. It happens. Because at times, that's exactly right. But if you're not going to go there at any time, you're not bearing your cross. You're not taking up your cross. I made a statement on um, Wednesday night. You know, there's a lot of folks running the race tonight bearing a cross. You know, they're, they're, they're doing 
some things are being kind or being, you know, they're being good little Christians and how they act and they may show up to church once in a while. They do all that kind of stuff and that's all great. But the thing is, is that when it's just you running a race and not bearing a cross, that means you're just going to run your race at your pace. But what if the Lord wants you to pick up your pace? Am I in the right house today? Could be. Pick up your pace. Well, I don't want to pick up my pace because it'll cost me. It might. It might. Now, I don't believe anybody is called to do everything. But everybody's called to do something. Amen. And at times, everybody is called to do something that's not convenient. Are you still with me? All right. So, setting things in front of you. All right. James 1. Put that up on the board, if you will. James 1, verse 2. We're talking about this joy. How do we endure all this then? Well, you got to put things in front of you. How else do you do it? Well, it says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Okay, what's that mean? Well, to count means to consider things, to take account is actually what it refers to. In other words, to set your mind on the right things. But get this, this word, to count it all joy. In other words, count it means to have rule over, to lead or command with authority. What it means is that even in the midst of, of whatever it is you're dealing with, I choose to override it with joy. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, we have a good example in the book of Acts where Paul and Silas are chained up to a wall in some dungeon, hello somebody, imprisoned, and even though everything in the natural was against them, and even though they didn't even deserve to be in there, come on, they're just trying to help people's lives. Well, they get for the cause of Christ. Here they are imprisoned. And so they made a decision to override it. They could have grumbled, griped, and complained like everybody else down there. I guarantee you nobody down in that dungeon, in that prison, were being happy about being there. Nobody was. Nobody liked it. There was nothing about that. That was even remotely good. Our prisons, at least in the States, are like country clubs compared to what they had to deal with. So, anyway, you know, Paul and Silas made a decision. You know what? We're going to count it all joy anyway. And they began to sing and to worship God and and I don't know, I, my thought is they probably had a little fun with it too, you know, maybe using the chain as, you know, get a, get a beat going on. I don't know, I don't know, singing a song, you know, hallelujah. And, and they just get to praising God and worshiping God. And the word says it was loud enough that everybody there heard them. It weren't like they were just, count the joy, 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 down in my heart. And Silas go, where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy. No. That's not how it went. They were singing out loud, praising God, amen. And it was loud enough, praise God, that it not only affected their lives, it affected everybody in the room. 
all of a sudden there was a rumbling. There was a shaking. Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, praise God, doors fly open, shackles fall off. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. Something began to happen. Amen. Well, what was that? Well, people counting it all joy. They threw, it says, let me give you the definition of that again. Amen. They had rule over. They, to lead or command with authority. They, they took lead over that bad situation, amen, with joy. In other words, they made a decision to rise above it regardless. Are you still with me? Still with me? All right, that's what they did. Now, um, Karen, I want to go and put the Psalms 5. Put that one up, if you would. Um, I know we kind of skipped some things here, but let's do that. I think we might come back to the other one. Um, it says, but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those who love your name be joyful in you. A lot said in that verse, rejoice, shout for joy, joyful. All of them are different Hebrew words, and uh, there's actually even more. But I thought that would be a good verse just to show you. There's all kinds of ways to show and to do to override whatever situation you're dealing with. One is rejoice. Are you still with me? Amen. Rejoice. Well, what does that mean? Well, to rejoice, amen, it's the word itself is samak, okay, is the Hebrew word, which means to cheer up, brighten up, make glad, be merry, but it means to cause to rejoice. In other words, cause it to happen. Cause it to happen. Give reason for re. Joyce. Somehow or another, you're going to have to uh, rouse it, activate it, give occasion is what it refers to. Amen. Well, how do you start doing that? Well, you're going to have to stir it up. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One brother, he always goes, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Things going on, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that seems silly. Ha, ha, ha. See, the message of the cross is foolishness. To those that are perishing, amen. You know, how do you endure this? Well, you can be empowered to endure this, no matter what it is, amen. And if you'll, you'll take it to the end, I guarantee you, it's a better life. Come on, somebody, on the other side of this thing. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You got to be willing to go through it. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. See, that's what Paul and Silas were doing. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you, Paul. Mm-hmm. Silas, God is good. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Paul. Come on, buddy. Ha, ha, ha. God is good. Somebody said, well, that's the silliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Until the shackles fell off. All of a sudden, say, oh, hallelujah, hey, 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 glory to God, hallelujah. Huh? Everybody gets involved then. Come on. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Everybody say, shout for joy. Shout for joy. Amen. A shout of victory, praise God. Voices high and loud, it refers to. Putting it out there, amen. Not being ashamed of anything. God is good. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Woo! 
I remember years ago I had a situation one time and Spirit of God was dealing with me about, uh, you know, that we were at the workplace and, and just stand on your ground. Don't, don't, let, don't let the world dictate. Take charge. And I thought, yeah, that's what I'll do. So I get into the lunchroom and everybody in there is in there and they're talking what they talk and all kinds of language going on that wasn't English. Uh, I'll leave it alone. Anyway, all kinds of stuff being said and, and uh, I'm sitting at the vending machine and all I, could, all I knew inside was they need to know what you believe. And I'm thinking to myself, there's a room full of people here. But that's okay. Amen. So I just started putting quarters in because I got to get my Snickers. Because Snickers are anointed of God. And uh, it's, it's like manna. I think it's what manna was made of. But anyway, so anyway, so, you know, praise the Lord. Every time I put a coin in, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. Every little coin I put in, I say another statement. And by the time I got my Snickers, you could hear a pin drop in that room. <laughs> yeah, they all know where I stand now. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And that, that one of many things. But I remember walking out, and all I, could, all I did is I took a look at them all, and they're all staring at me like, you dumb something. I just looked at them. I said, you all had your turn. I got my turn. Amen. So you offend me. No, you offend me. Well, you offend me with a, you offend me. You heard me. I don't need to hear that. I don't need to listen to that. Come on. Shout of joy. Something's got to come out your vocal cords and let it be known what you believe, what you stand for. And if anything, you got to at least get in the devil's face and say enough is enough. I choose God. I choose to praise God. I choose to worship God. I choose to give him honor. I choose Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Let them ever shout for joy. Amen. When you look at this word, it brings you, uh, the understanding of the shout that happened when, they, when the walls of Jericho came down. That was a shout. And everything shifted and changed with a shout. And we can go on and on through Scripture where a shout of joy, a shout of victory, amen, where it changed the circumstance because, listen, there's usually no convenient time to shout for joy. Well, when I'm home, yeah, maybe. But what if God says, this is a good place to shout for joy, and you go, now, in front of these people, can't you wait till I get back in the car? Just saying. Rejoice. Shout for joy. Let those also who love your name be, what? Joyful. Another word, amen. What does that mean? Well, it means to jump for joy. Alats is the Hebrew word. It means triumphant rejoicing. Amen. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, the scriptures in Luke 6 say. Amen. So when all the pressure's coming on, everything's going, all the stuff is hitting you, it'd be a good time for you to start leaping for joy. Somebody says, now I got to 
get involved. <laughs> See, what I'm trying to bring out is you have a cross to bear. He's not asking you to do that in all your own strength and your own ability. He's trying to get something stirring in you because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So what happens is you're called to do this. Well, then you do what's necessary so you can do that. So it involves a time where you're, you're stirring yourself up and beginning to say things and, and stay focused on what's ahead and locking on to all the great things that God has done. And you're, and you're even necessary praising God. And if it means i got to leap a little bit, I do a little jig. Whatever. Amen? One of the greatest, literally was one of the, one of the of, if I had a top ten list of revelations that I, I have received over the last, whatever, 30-some years, one of them on that list would be the leap for joy, by far. It's one of them. It's one of my top ten because of how it came. And going through pressure, it was a multiple years of pressure, and the Spirit of God, through just one message, somebody was ministering out of Luke 6, and they read through it, and the Spirit of God is, I mean, I literally thought everybody around me heard it. It was so loud to me. There's your answer! And I knew right then what he was talking about. You need to start leaping for joy. And every time that pressure hits you, it's a good time to start leaping. Start jumping. Start praising God. Oh, but that would be so embarrassing. Oh, I just, what if, you know, what if people start talking? They're going to think I'm so weird. They already do. Because of what you stand for. They're already against you. They don't stand for what you stand for. And so, you know, if you're going to be trying to please them, then who are you displeasing? Listen, I'm not asking you that everywhere you go, unless he tells you, right? I ain't asking you everywhere you go to go, hey, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God. So he says, that's just not me. But once in a while, it may be. See, I'm talking about bearing a cross isn't 24-7 all the time. You run your race, but every time that you have to bear your cross, you need to be empowered to bear that cross. Right. Amen. And it's going to involve somewhere along the line you connecting yourself with the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Amen. You might be amazed. I mean, when the Spirit of God told me about praising God, I'd get a phone call and somebody say, I just want you to know, I can't stand you anymore. I'm leaving the church. Bye. You remember a beaker on Muppets? I'd be standing there going, I'm thinking, what did I do? Spirit of God goes, leap for joy! Little Irish jig. Come on, somebody. Started going up and down the aisle. Of course, at that time, we had that, that remember the A-frame, those that were there? Long tunnel. Amen. And we're down the middle, I'd be praising God, thinking, surely this is enough. I'd go back and, whew, 
Phone and ring again. I just want you to know, you got issues. Spirit of God go, late for joy, boy. <laughs> and there were some days I was wore out. I needed a shower when I got home. <laughs> there was so much. I had to leave constantly. But it worked. All of a sudden, what took literally it was years of oppression. Literally, three years of oppression that was done in about three days. All of a sudden, it's like, I could do this. All of a sudden, it's like, that stuff ain't holding me down. It's not, not bogging me down anymore. Amen. Didn't matter what everybody else was thinking. I just, all I knew is that, Man, I got a God that's with me and a God that's on my side, and I choose life. I choose Him. Hallelujah. It didn't matter what everybody thought. And it had to change in me. And I began to do that, and all of a sudden I got, I got victory. And it was like, man, I've never forgot that, and I will never forget that. And every now and then I still have that. <laughs> got to get with it. Praise God, right? Yes. Hallelujah. Dance where I got to dance. Come on, somebody. And they all think, well, you're being weird. That's okay. I'm free. Amen. Am I right? Come on, give the Lord a praise, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 Now, just two more things I want to say, and then I'm going to let you go. <clears throat> These are things that you can do that gets things stirred for you. Amen. Just like Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured a cross. Now, there's two real big keys that if you got, if you're going to have joy, you're going to have to have, have some things working too. Uh, number one is Psalm 16:11. Just says this, and his presence is what fullness of joy. So that means somewhere along the line here, you're going to spend some time with him. Somewhere along the line here, you're going to have to, even in the midst of all the busyness, and that's what happens. See, we get so busy with everything. And then you realize, man, I haven't talked to him in a month. And so you're going to have to spend some time. And I'm just going to be honest. I don't know how anybody can live their life without daily communion with him. I don't even know how anybody can do it. I don't understand it anymore. I, I can't get it. Because without that, I mean... I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, right. She said, it's horrible. Yeah, it is horrible. If I don't get time with him, it's horrible. And uh, for everybody around. It's the truth. Not just me, but everybody around. You, nobody wants to know me without presence. No. So every day, I got I to gotta tap presence. Because part of that happens, there's a multiple things the scripture bring out about presence, Okay. But one of those things, one of those main things is joy. Joy comes. And if you got joy, you can endure. Joy. Everybody say joy. joy. So presence is real key. The other thing is the word. Amen. John, put John, uh, is it John 15? What is that what I gave you? Yep. John 15, 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So there are things he's talking 
Amen. But let's, let's, let's do this. First John, put that up in the last reference I think we'll use today. First John 1 says this, And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Now the point I'm trying to make is this. You've got to have time in the Word. Time with Him and time in the Word. Are you still with me? Because it's necessary. Well, well, Pastor, I ain't got time. You can't afford not to take the time to do these things because it's what helps you endure those moments that you got to bear your cross. Still with me? It just makes life easier. Whew. So, things that you do naturally, things that you do by, you know, setting your, you know, expectation and, and counting, uh, you know, all that God's done, all those things mentally, physically, amen, and then doing your part about presence and the Word. If you have these things working in you, you can maintain joy. And again, joy is not happy. Two different words. Well, joy should be happy, but, but joy and happy are two different things. Happy is an emotion that comes from the word happening, come on, which means uh, a happening. If it's a good happening, you're happy, of course. But if it's a bad happening, you're probably not so happy. So that's an emotion which is elusive. It's, it's up, it's down. It's, it can fluctuate. Joy is a force Come on, it's a strength internally, a fruit of the Spirit, amen, to allow you, amen, to override whatever weariness, fatigue, anything going on that can rise up, praise God, and cause you to overcome anything, praise God. Why? Because it's not elusive, it's constant. And all you got to do is prime the pump. You got to prime the pump. It's in there, you just got to prime the pump. Rejoice. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. God is good. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, God is good. Praise the Lord. All of a sudden, it's like that. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll take you under like it takes a lot of others under. And the next thing you know, all you have now is a testimony how nothing ever works. Instead of a testimony how God shows himself strong in the midst of whatever it was you were facing. And again, I say this, and I'll, I'll say this. As you all stand up, I will say this. So it gives you some, some hope right there. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> A lot of folks are dealing with stuff. We've all dealt with stuff. Some of you are dealing with things, you know, maybe I've never dealt with, and maybe I've dealt with things you've never dealt with. 
but we're all dealing with things. And, I, and so my point with that is just to say that we're, we're not making light of anybody's situation or what they're dealing with. We're trying to help you overcome whatever it is. Endure what you have to endure. Get to the other side. And we're just giving you some tools that'll help with that. So please don't walk out of here thinking he just doesn't understand. You know, I, I, I get some of them situations. It, it tries to, you know, it puts you to bed at night and it tries to wake you up in the morning and half a dozen times in the middle of the night and things that go on, we get all that. But I'm trying to show you how you can overcome this and endure this and win and get yourself a testimony on the other end of this thing of how God showed himself strong. And then you got another notch on the belt. Amen. That every time the enemy tries to raise his ugly head again, you just kind of pull back that jacket and just little, see all the little notches on the belt. Say, devil, you sure you won't mess with me? Because I'm just going to get another testimony out of this. Amen. But if you don't want to, you know, rejoice, shout for joy, or come on, or be joyful in any way, you know, you don't want to set that in front of you or take account. You don't want to do those things. It's going to be a tough Tough day. So we might as well win. We might as well get our victory. We might as well walk in the life we're called to. We might as well conquer. We might as well give God praise. Give God honor. Hallelujah. Dance a jig once in a while. Hallelujah. Shout the victory once in a while. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, keep that prime, or keep that pump prime, praise God, and constantly rejoice, and again I say rejoice, praise God. Did you get some today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory again. We just so thankful, Lord God, for what you've done. Thankful for speaking these things into our heart today. Father, I do lift up all those that are dealing with things right now. I thank you, Lord, that you're showing yourself strong. Hallelujah. Bringing, hallelujah, bringing in uh, your presence into the mix. Praise God. Hallelujah. Doing the impossible on their behalf. Praise God. Showing yourself strong in those situations, Lord God. Causing them to rise and conquer. Praise God. That no matter what they're dealing with, large or small, it doesn't matter that in you all things are possible. And for that, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.